Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Paul closes his letter to Timothy, he strongly urges his son in the faith to strive for godly character. We may assume that all ministers of the gospel take seriously the pursuit of living righteously, but this is not always the case. Today on Drawing Near, we witness Paul's command to Timothy to live a pure and godly life. Please take your Bible, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6, and join me for Pursue Righteousness. Pray with me as we prepare for today's study. Father in heaven, thank you for today, for the opportunities and the blessings that accompany today. We have no idea what lies ahead, but you do. And I pray, Father, that you'll open our eyes and ears to the truth of your word, that we may study, that we may grow, so that we may be more like Jesus and be better equipped to live our lives today in accordance with your will and your plans. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, we read these words, But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. The things that Paul urges Timothy to flee are those things associated with false doctrines and the love of money instead of the love of righteousness or godliness. Timothy is not to see the ministry as an opportunity for personal and financial gain. And so Paul commands Timothy to flee these things, to run from them, because there is a tendency within the human heart, within each person, to pursue even godly things in this world with a carnal motive. And so Paul says, be aware of this, be aware that these people are out there, and you flee these kinds of motives and these kinds of false or sinful desires. Rather, Paul says, you, man of God, isn't that a wonderful title? Isn't that something great to be called? A person of God, a man of God, a woman of God? He says, you, man of God, you who belong to God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, gentleness. The word used here for pursue is the word to chase down, to run it down, to stalk it and pursue it in such a way that you relentlessly go after it until you attain it. That is to be the man of God's attitude toward righteousness and godliness. He's to flee these carnal mindsets and pursue these spiritual aspects of the faith. Righteousness, doing what is right, doing what is right in God's sight. Godliness, living in such a way that it is like God, it reflects the glory of God. Faith, growing in faith, living by faith. Love, loving people, loving God, living a life of sacrifice and service to others seeing others as more important than yourself, perseverance, not quitting, continuing the fight nonstop, being steadfast, and gentleness. Isn't that an interesting term? 
In the midst of righteousness and godliness, faith, love, and perseverance, we have gentleness, the character by which the man of God is to treat everyone around him is with care, with gentleness, with consideration. The servant of the Most High God is to flee evil carnality and pursue godliness, righteousness. He is to pursue being like Jesus. Then in verse 12, Paul tells Timothy, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The effort that it takes to flee and to pursue, Paul frames as fighting the good fight of faith. Pursuing righteousness and fleeing sinfulness is a fight. It's work, and it's fighting the good fight of faith. The good fight is pursuing these things. Pursuing these things is taking hold of the eternal life to which you are called. Live out your faith, fight the good fight of faith, and take hold of all that Jesus Christ has saved you to. Jesus Christ has saved us for righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. These things are all wrapped up in the eternal life that Jesus Christ provides for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. Timothy has been called to this eternal life, and he has confessed Jesus Christ in the presence of many witnesses, and so he is to live up to that confession and live up to the faith that he has put in Jesus Christ. Then in verse 13, Paul gives another charge to Timothy, and again he does this in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus like he did before. He writes, I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and in the presence of Christ Jesus, who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul has told Timothy what to do. Now he's telling him how long he must do it. How long is he to pursue these things? Well, first he says, This charge is made to you in the presence of God who gives life to all things. God is creator and life giver. He is sovereign God and king over everything. So in his presence, Paul makes this charge. And he also makes this charge in the presence of Christ Jesus, who also, like Timothy, made a good confession. And his good confession was before the cross in the presence of Pontius Pilate. And so it's in the presence of God and Christ that Timothy is charged to keep this commandment. But how long? Well, he says, you're to keep this commandment without stain or reproach. You're to continue to pursue this without hesitation, lawlessly, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're to do what you're supposed to do for as long as it takes, until Jesus returns. And then Paul further states when this will be. When will Jesus return? How long does Timothy need to fight the good fight? Well, verse 15 says, which he, God, will bring about at the proper time. We don't know when Jesus is going to return, but it'll happen at the proper time and God will bring it about. It is certain. So we need to continue to fight the fight. We need to continue to keep the faith until Jesus returns and God will do it in his own time at the proper time. Then at the end of verse 15, Paul writes, He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings 
and the Lord of Lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. This is a doxology, a declaration declaring the glory of God. And so what Paul says here is that God is the blessed and only sovereign. There is no one like God. There is no one who has power or authority over God, and there is no one who can thwart the power of God. He is the only sovereign. He is king of all kings. He is Lord of all lords. There are kings in this world. There are lords in this world. There are principalities in heavenly places. But God alone is king of all kings and lord of all lords. He alone possesses immortality. He alone possesses the ability to not die, and he gives that to whomever he chooses. He is able to sustain the life of the angels. The angels do not have immortality in and of themselves. He created them, and he bestows upon them immortality. We will one day be immortal as well, but that immortality is bestowed upon us through faith in Jesus Christ. And he dwells in unapproachable light. His glory is such that in eternity the sun, moon, and stars will not even be visible. His light, his glory is unapproachable. And he is the one whom no man has seen or can see. Because of the unapproachable light, because of his glory, because to see the righteousness and the glory of God as a man, as a fallen man, would cause us to die instantly. No one has seen God or can see God. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Paul says to this one, and to this one alone, be all honor and eternal dominion. Amen. What a wonderful close to this letter. We have more verses to share, but what a wonderful doxology to be reminded of who God is and what God has done, of what God is going to do, and all of this in the context of Timothy, God is my witness, Jesus is my witness to the commands I make to you. That elevates the importance, the critical nature of keeping these charges that have been given to Timothy and therefore given to all of God's servants, us. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these marvelous things that we get exposed to through the study of your word. I thank you for Paul's insight through the leadership of your Holy Spirit and his faithfulness to write down all that you inspired him to write. I thank you for preserving your word so that we have it in our day. What a glorious blessing and miracle that is. Father, I pray that we will value what we read, that we will take it to heart, that we will live it out by faith, that we will pursue these things as you have called us to until the day Jesus Christ returns. And also, that we will see you for who you are to the best of our ability and worship and honor you as the one true King, the Eternal Sovereign. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.